0: Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. I'm Tiffany Lyons, and I'll be your host for today. Today's titled, Practicing Hope. Practicing hope, it seems a bit odd, doesn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. We know that practicing is so vital in different areas of our life. I mean, if you've ever played a sport, you know that practicing is essential to actually gaining progress and doing well in that sport. If you've ever played an instrument, you know that practice is an essential part of that process. We even practice some of the most important moments of our lives the day before someone gets married, what do they do? They have a rehearsal. They have a practice. We recognize the importance of practice in all of these other areas of our lives, but why does it feel kind of odd to practice hope? Well, maybe it's because we think of hope as something that just happens to us. It's like breathing in, it's like breathing out, Kind of like our emotions, you know, we think of hope as something that we either have or we don't have based on the circumstances around us or maybe the feelings that we have within us. And if I'm honest, if I'm ever feeling hopeless about a particular situation, the first thing that I think of is how can I fix the circumstances that caused this hopelessness in the first place? But what practicing hope implies is that hope is something that we can actually get better at. It's something that we can work on and get stronger in. And here's the good news. While we can practice hope, the source of our hope doesn't actually come from us. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17 says this, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. This is a beautiful verse. This is a beautiful promise. We can put all of our hope on God. So if it's on God, why do we need to practice? Well, it's because God actually is the only one who has the power to hold our hope, but it's on us to trust him enough to put our hope on him. Have you ever played the trust fall game? You know, someone stands behind somebody else and the person in the front is supposed to trust the person in the back to catch them. And so they lean back and they're supposed to lean back so far that if the person behind them fails to catch them, they're going to fall flat on their back. If you've ever played this game or watched this game, there's one thing that you can see over and over again And this is how, in the middle of the fall, the person who is in the front moves their leg backwards to catch themselves a few times before they actually end up trusting the person behind them to catch them. It's hard to truly put your trust in someone else, isn't it? That's true for this game, but it's also true for life. And my guess is that we've all been let down by someone in our lives. My guess is that because of the sadness and disappointment in others letting you down, you don't trust by default. You don't hope by default. Why is that? Well, it's a defense mechanism. If we limit our trust, if we limit our hope, we limit the pain and the disappointment that we might experience. This reminds me of a story found in Second Kings, and it's the story of the Shunammite woman. This woman was a well-off woman, a leader in her city, and when the prophet Elisha would come through the town, she showed so much hospitality. It actually became a rhythm. Whenever he would come into town, she, he would stay with her. And eventually she went to her husband and said, hey, I think we need to build an extra guest room so that when the prophet of God comes, he has a place to lay his head. She told her husband, I know that this man is from God. Let's do this. So she went above and beyond with her hospitality, created the space just for him. And one day, as he, along with his servant, came by and was staying with this woman and her husband, he asked his servant, go talk to this woman and ask her, what is it that she wants? Is there anything that we can do for her? And so he goes and he asks the woman, what is it that you want? She said, no, I'm good, I'm good, everything's good. And then he goes and he tells, he tells Elisha, hey, she doesn't need anything, she's doing all right. But then the servant tells Elisha, but you know what I have noticed is that she doesn't have a son. She doesn't have any kids yet. And so Elisha tells the woman to come to him. And he says this in verse 16. Next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. And get this, this is her response. No, my Lord, she cried. "O oh, man of God, don't deceive me. Don't get my hopes up like that. Why was this her response? Wouldn't it make sense that she is delighted and thrilled that this thing that she had been hoping for, that she didn't even tell anybody about, now might come true? I wonder if the reason she responded the way she did was because year after year she had hoped, perhaps she had even prayed, that she would have a baby. Scripture says that her husband was really old. And so by the looks of it, This seemed like a hope that just would never happen. And so maybe she decided to do what so many of us do. We put on a defense mechanism where we limit our hope. Because if we limit the things that we hope for, maybe we won't be as crushed with disappointment and pain when it doesn't happen. And now this man of God, Elisha, says, hey, this is going to happen for you. All of a sudden, this hope that was buried, that was that was buried so deep that maybe it wasn't going to cause her so much pain was now getting put to the surface of what was going on in her life and she was scared to death that if she began to hope again, she would be crushed when it didn't happen. Have you ever been like that? Have you ever pushed your hopes in whatever you're hoping for down so much because it's easier to not hope than to hope and to be disappointed? You know, the beautiful thing about this story is that Just like the Lord told Elisha, she did end up having a baby. It was a beautiful story of God's provision. And the story doesn't end there. There are ups and there are downs, but God sustains her through it all. I have a friend who recently was exploring the Christian faith. She was curious. She was open. She shared her story. And a theme throughout her story is that when she put her trust in people, they let her down. She experienced great pain from childhood to adulthood. And she asked if we could get coffee one day. She told me that she was frustrated because her boyfriend had recently put his trust in Jesus, but she just wasn't there yet. And she didn't understand why she wasn't ready. I told her that God wasn't mad at her. He wasn't in a hurry. He loved her. He is patient with her. And then I asked her if maybe the reason that she's so hesitant to go all in with Jesus is because she's scared that he's gonna let her down just like everyone else in her life has. She said, yeah, I think so. You know, maybe you can relate to my friend. Maybe you want to trust Jesus, but you're just so scared that he's going to drop you just like every other person in your life. Can I tell you something today? He's not mad at you. He's patient. He's always there saying, you can trust me. Just like my friend had learned to not trust After a lifetime of being disappointed, it's actually possible to learn to trust. And every time you trust, every time you fall back into God, he's going to catch you. And every time you choose to fall into God to put your hope on God, what are you doing? You're practicing hope. And soon you're going to start to see a pattern in your life of God's faithfulness. When you see God's faithfulness, it becomes easier to trust him in the future. So let's be a people who practice hope over and over again. And just like the imagery of the trust fall, when you think you're trusting God, but then you accidentally lean back on yourself, it's okay. You're just practicing hope. Try it again next time. Keep on practicing because eventually you're going to come to realize that we serve a God who is dependable, who we can count on, who is strong enough for us to put Our hope in. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that we don't have to carry our own hope, but that our hope is actually something that we can put on you, the only person who is strong enough and who cares about us enough to hold on to our hope. So would you help us trust you? Would you help us practice hope every day? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.